What is up, Boston baddies? Welcome back to another episode of Drinks After Work. I'm Shannon. I'm Abby. Thanks for being here. You're Abby this week. I am. Two weeks of Abby. I'll take it. I like Abby. Is she better than Gail? Are we ever going to go by Abigail? Ooh, it never crossed my mind. I think there is a very specific type of girl that goes by Abigail. Like, and it's not me, I'll tell you that much. But you know what I mean? There, There's like, there's Abby's out there. Sometimes there's Gail's. But I feel like it's very rare that I meet a girl and she's like, hi, like I'm Abigail. It's cute though. I like it. Abigail has her life together. Abigail. Mm, Abigail Abigail has a MacBook a- Air. A- Abigail, Abigail shops at Club Monaco. Oh my gosh. She wears like <laughs> the sweater around her neck. Yeah. That's not me. <laughs> she's like a she's like totally like clean girl aesthetic. I want to be Abigail. What is like the strawberry girl aesthetic? There are so many. Can is we strawberry? stop with the aesthetics? I saw it on TikTok. It's like strawberry girly makeup and is it like rosy cheeks? It's the same as like the, what is it like? Espresso. Remember Pale Girl? So, yeah. Pale the, girl the, the, I'm cold makeup. There's like, um, what's the one that's like bronzy, but there's like a word for it. When you only wear coffee bronzer, coffee girl. <laughs> yeah, I think that's literally coffee might be girl. what it is. You wear like kind uh, of bronzy, like very light eyeshadow and bronzer on your cheekbones, but you put no blush on. And there's like a word for that. I'm like, how about it's called laziness? Because sometimes I don't feel like doing all the steps and I just want to do blush and no bronzer. Sometimes I want to do bronzer and no blush. Lazy girl makeup. Clean girl makeup. It's all something. Anyways, I don't remember what we were saying, but thank you guys for being here. How are you? you? I'm well. I think I'm good. We're recording on the day we normally record. So it's been a few days since I've last seen you, even though I saw you over Over the the weekend. weekend. Thanks. Yeah. Well, we saw each other over the weekend. I tried to see you on Sunday, oh. and you guys were like, "No." I was like, "Me and Michael." You asked. To- you asked us to get ice cream when we just had ice cream cake for Mister Man's birthday. But the way that you guys, it was like such disgust <laughs> and disdain. So Michael and I, we did choose JP looks. Had like we were. Um, oh, we went to his family's for dinner. Yeah. On Sunday, which was lovely. We got to see his grandmother. We had a lovely dinner. And then he was like, let me take you out to ice cream after. I was like, that sounds great. Take me out to but dinner. Like, originally, we had talked to you and Mystery Man about potentially meeting up for like ice cream or dessert. No. Like, well, Mystery <laughs> no. Man was like, maybe you guys should come over for dessert at my family's house. Come over for dessert. Because his family <laughs> was going to be having like a birthday thing. Yeah. And you, you guys were like, maybe you should come over for dessert. Yes. Okay, so then we go to Southie after to JP Licks, and we call we called you and we were like, "Hey, come meet us for ice cream." Like we're gonna go to JP Licks in Southie, and you guys literally responded. You were like, "You guys want us to go to Southie for dessert?" Like as if that was the most appalling thing. And I was like, "We're just trying to go to JP Licks." You made us feel like we were trying to go out. In You're not helping your case because we literally invited you over for ice cream cake and you chose not to come and you chose That's to not, go to JP Licks. I think Licks. by the time we were done with dinner, you guys had already... Michael, like I wasn't looped in on the plan. All <laughs> he said okay. was... okay. It's okay. You guys didn't want to come over for ice cream cake. It's totally fine. We had JP a, Licks wasn't in the cards. Honestly, I woke up on Monday morning. Monday. With a smile on my face. What? Because of JP Licks? Well, partially, but I just feel like <laughs> it was such a good weekend. Like, oh, it was a lot. No, it was a lot. For it sure. Busy. It was busy. And there was a but lot it was of full moving of love parts. I mean, it was happiness. a lot more for you because you did so much planning, so, which I appreciate. But I'm just thinking of like every stage. And I'm like, 
I get to see so many people that I love. And like starting last week, it was my dad's birthday. I got to spend some time with him. Got to spend some time with the family, with my mom, my sister. It was so great. My sister and I went to like, like a, <laughs> um, what was it called? Oh, it's called Soul Fest. It's like a Christian music festival on Friday night. It looked so, lit. So fun, by the way. Like there was literally this guy, his name's like 1K, like I don't even know. He's a was Christian he rapper. rapper. Yeah. Yes. He, <laughs> I was so confused. The vibes in there were like off the charts. And then there's this guy named Chris um, Asbury who we love. And that's like the reason we went. So that was super fun. Got back. Uh, glad I didn't go. My, my All the rest of like, um, I don't know, a bunch of my friends went to Southie. Southie for like dinner and drinks. And I'm like happy I didn't do that. Not because I didn't want to see them, but because like I feel like Saturday was like a full shift. So I was like, I'm happy yeah. I had my energy. But like, think about it. Like our friend Caitlin flew in. Our friend Dan came in. Took the train in. Took the train in from Connecticut slash New York. Ashley and Austin came in from New Hampshire. Like, I feel like we were so surrounded by so many people and everyone was happy. Everyone was good vibes. I know it was a lot of work for you though. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Man is a Leo for those of you who haven't figured that out. His birthday was last week. Turned the big 2-9 last year in his 20s. I know. And I'm going to need the full 365 days out of the year to recover from the past week. Yes, week. We celebrated all freaking week. He has a straight birthday week. He does. He might and be he's worse like, than me. I don't need it. Like, a no, he always <laughs> says, I don't need it, but like, he wants but it. But if I didn't <laughs> do it, it was like, I don't know. Yeah. But basically, we had a great week off last week. We went to the Cape, we went to Nantucket for his birthday. And we came back to Boston for the friend the birthday lemon party. Press, by the way, I love the lemon press in Nantucket. Oh, I know. Oh, we just like, went for um, their avocado toast is really good. So good. We got coffee somewhere else, but the avocado toast slapped. And then we ended the week at his family's house for his family birthday party. Um, no, Saturday was so fun. My best friend, Nicole, she is getting married. And we had like this like bachelorette brunch for her. They all went to tall ship after I left the bachelorette brunch to go to my apartment because we had like 30 people on our roof um, in Seaport for Mystery Man's birthday. So we like could reserve the roof. You did such a good job, by the way. Like I feel like you, Thank you. decorated, the music was on point, the vibes, the snacks, the appetizers, the drinks, everything was just like, I don't know. I was just so happy. I was up there. We were outside <laughs> on the roof and I was just looking around and- I just like was like, wow, this is such a good like core memory. Like I was so happy being up there. It was a beautiful day and it was just perfect. It was. It was a very good day, good weekend, good week. It's over with. Now I'm <laughs> tired. I feel yeah. like I haven't seen you. I feel like even though I saw you over the weekend, like I feel like I didn't see you. Like you don't know what's going on in my life. Wow. That's like such a crazy thing to say. I know. But you know what it is? It's because we recorded the podcast like earlier, early in the week last week because yeah. you guys were going to the Cape in Nantucket. Yeah. And then when you see someone, but you're like at a big party, it's like, it's a different, like we went, I, we had like, we were at the rooftop and then we went to Aria in the North End, which obviously like our favorite restaurant, we, we rented out half the restaurant. There's like 30 people there. Everyone's drinking. It's like crazy. We all went to Flamingo in the North End after like, we didn't get time. You and me just like no. sitting down talking, catching up because- you're keeping up with like a million people and loud music and drinking and all this stuff. So 
we didn't get like the time together. No, we didn't. And I have I have some updates for you. Okay. Where should I begin? Where do you, where on well, the I list? I don't know what your updates are, so I don't know where you should well, begin. I, I wrote four words. Pick one. Okay. Pick one first. Binoculars, deodorant, heartburn, <laughs> Taylor Swift. I think deodorant. I'm just. You like, want to go with deodorant I'm first? Intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right. Well, Is it gross? Like I don't. No, okay. I'm just a smelly girl today because, <laughs> and I have a bone. That's, that's your update for me. Yeah, but like smelly. I have a bone to pick with native deodorant. Why? It doesn't work on oh, me. Oh, it works for me. It doesn't work on me. I have Someone been was saying this at work yesterday. I've never that it had, doesn't work. I've never had an issue with native. I have been using Hey Humans. And Which I also like. I love Hey Humans deodorant. It, it like goes away so fast. I feel like what you, you mean. Oh, like, like, like physically? Up, yeah, I feel like you use it up quickly. Yeah, they need to work on their applicator. It's trash. But the deodorant itself works amazingly. And... I ran out of it and I couldn't find it. I feel like they pulled it from the shelves. I feel like maybe they are rebranding. It's hard to get it. Like my coworker, I put her onto it. She was like, yeah, I had to order on Amazon because I literally couldn't find it anywhere else. I looked in CVS, Target, it's nothing on the shelves. So I'm like, shit, okay, I guess I'll just use this native deodorant. Like, ew, whatever. Wow. And now I'm a stinky girl. That's so sad for And you. I'm so self-conscious. Wait, which... Um, which flavor? Flavor scent? or scent? Which I don't know. I always use the um the cucumber. S- no, the sweet peach Ooh, and citrus. That sounds yummy. It is like ugh, it smells like peaches. It's just such a good smell. All I smell is Bio. nastiness. Bio mixed I don't with cucumber. Smell cucumber. Okay, so that's your first update. You're that's smelly. my first update. I want native to kick rocks, and I want hey humans to hey humans. If you're listening, send me PR. <laughs> Okay. Because I'm a stinky girl. Okay, stinky girl. Stinky girl. Gotcha. Um, Okay, binoculars. Yeah. Opinion. We have. My opinion on (laughs) binoculars. No. So, you know how people get binoculars to like bird watch? Sure. Come on. They do. Right. Okay. Like there are bird watchers out there that I, I, watch I can birds. honestly say I've never thought about that, but yeah. But you know they're out there. They're, they're out there. So, birders, as they call them. I got. I. Amazon ordered a pair of binoculars without telling anyone. I just did Why? it because I wanted to use them. I okay. So for if you what? guys <laughs> like, like I just know that it's for something sketchy. I know you're spying on your neighbors. No, I know I'm you're. Not. I know you're spying on people on the Shaw's parking okay. lot across. From am you. I, I just... spying? Am I spying? Yes, but it's harmless spying. Oh my and gosh. Mr. Man made me feel so uncomfortable about it. I was like, excuse oh me, there no, are bird you're watchers out into there. Someone... You're turning no. me into someone that I can't be friends with. Oh my! Uh, what fair. did you get them for? Okay, to look at the boats in the harbor. That's not why you got. Yes, them. it is. I don't believe you. Yes, it is. If you just guys to look follow at the me, boats, just to genuinely <laughs> look at the boats and take in the scene. Yes, you want to no. know why? Because if you guys follow me on my personal Instagram at acerisi, figure <laughs> out how to spell don't it yourself right now. <laughs> why not? No. Why well, I just did. Keep it, Peter. Right after, like, the stalking, like, creeping A3C. M- moment. Okay, whatever. Follow on. me. Um, I posted <laughs> on my story that there was this 200 plus foot yacht in front of our apartment. They parked in Charlestown because it is so big that they cannot park in the Boston Heart, like, actually, like, in Seaport. They can't park there. It's too damn big. Okay. And so I posted a photo of it, like a creep, to my Instagram story. And I was like, Help, I need to know who owns this yacht, how big it is, and how much it costs. Because it was the biggest yacht I've personally ever seen. Okay. Personally, in person. Personally. Personally. Person. 
And it was actually Michael who figured it out. He sent me this like website. Michael's so good at that stuff. He's like low key, he figures everything out. Exactly. I don't know why I, I should have just texted him and been like, what's this yacht's name? Like figure it out. Um, <laughs> I forget the website, but like, it's really cool. You can literally find any boat in the area, click on it and it tells you the name. And so I found out the name of the boat because it was facing the opposite direction. Like I didn't, I couldn't see, I was putting my phone on zoom, trying to find the name of this boat, whatever. I ended up finding it. I found out who it belongs to, how much it costs when it was sold, all that good stuff, how big it is. And I was like, well, if I just had a pair of binoculars, I wouldn't have had to go through all that trouble. Wow. I could just find out the name and do my own little Google and, and life would be dandy. It's in moments like this when I, Truly realize how different we are. Because I feel like I'd see a big boat and I'd be like, cool. Dang, that, that ship big. <laughs> that ship big. And then I'd be like, all right, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. No, I have no, so many questions. You have to know. No, I respect that. But to be completely honest, I think... I think that you're lying to yourself and that you're in denial. <laughs> and I think what that you're... What am I going to use well, like, I think it's like a gateway... It's a gate... It's a gateway peep. Like you're like peep, peeking into the boat, but like I think before you know it, you're gonna see someone on the street and you're gonna start, you know, peeking over at them, and then you're gonna start peeping at the people like coming out of the liquor store and coming out of the grocery store across the street, and then all of a sudden, you are going to be peeping straight Gail. up, like peeking into people's like apartment buildings, <gasps> like seeing what they're up to, no. their neighbors, like going through their trash, like just. Me, I just could totally see this being like a gateway. Okay, well, situation. If, if it and spirals concerned. to that, you can take them away. Okay, but right. heartburn. I just thought, whatever. It's a little. It's a little harmless peep. No, I'm whatever. happy that I know that about you. Thank you. I like you. that you hit you, the fact that you bought them in secret. You knew you were doing something <laughs> wrong. That's the other thing I'd like to say. You hit it intentionally because you knew deep down. You knew. Whatever. Heartburn. Okay, so I've been having heartburn for the past week and a half, which is so not normal. It's not normal to have it. Is that normal for people? I get heartburn sometimes. Every day for a week and a half. I don't know. Like if I like eat, either if I eat really shitty food or if I like drink too much, which I haven't been doing lately, thanks to recess, by the way. No free shout (laughs) No free brand deals. All right, whatever. (laughs) Um, And. If I like start a new workout, like hit, like you're jumping up and down a lot, you're doing like mountain climbers and a lot of things where like you're kind of like going back and forth, I feel like that can like create heartburn. Like it's almost yeah. like, so I feel like there's things that trigger it, but maybe not every single day for a week it's, and a half. It's been really bad to the point where like I'm waking up in the middle of the night, like the past two nights I've woken up at 4 a.m. and there's been two other nights where I've woken up at like three, four in the morning, whatever time with heartburn. I have it all day, every day. I threw up one night from it because it was so bad. Yeah. And so obviously I was spiraling at work yesterday and I was Googling like, what do I do? And like Tums was not working. Like nothing no, was you working. you should not take Tums for heartburn. It says to, what? I know, but like that doesn't work. I know it doesn't work. And so I was Googling it and I was spiraling at work. I left abruptly. I went to urgent care. I go to urgent care. They're like, um, yeah, we can prescribe you something, but we can't help you. Like we don't do ultrasounds here. And I was like, I need an ultrasound. I don't think so. So, well, so she was like, she had me lay down and she was like pressing on my stomach everywhere. She's like, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Does this hurt? And all of a sudden she pressed down somewhere and I jolted up in pain. I was like, oh, that hurt. 
And she was like, hmm, whatever. So she ended up sending a referral, a rush referral, urgent referral, whatever, for a GI doctor. They called me today and I have an appointment on Friday in two days um, to see what's wrong. That's like very interesting because what? I'm afraid. So I was Googling. I was spiraling at work. H. pylori left untreated can cause stomach ulcers. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I have a stomach ulcer? So that's why I'm like, I feel like I need to go get it checked out and see if I got rid of my H. pylori. Because I'm paranoid. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be paranoid. No. A lot of people get heartburn. It's every of, day. It's part of aging. So many people <gasps> get it. Is it? I just feel like every day is not normal. Especially You're right. Maybe like, every day. I weird. don't drink carbonated beverages. Like I don't because I know I can't. Have you done anything different in your diet? Like have you changed no. anything? Have you done anything different in your workout? Have you done anything different at all? No. Because weird things trigger heartburn for me. Like I know, but it's things. like every day. Well, it's smart that you're getting it checked out. That's Thank good. you. But I'm just saying I don't want you to like panic. Like it's it could be. Okay. It's too late for that. That ship has sailed. <laughs> but I'm just proud of myself for actually doing something about it. Because normally I just complain and I don't do anything and that's live in true. misery. No, I am proud of you. That's, We're that's adulting this we year. We are being big girls. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're going to get it checked out. I genuinely don't think anything's wrong with you. I hope not. I really don't. I hope not. Um, okay, my last and final life update is that I found out where I'm sitting at Taylor Swift. Oh. So for those of you that don't know, I got Taylor Swift tickets in Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah, I don't know. Let's We don't need to talk about that. Um, but when I bought the tickets, no one knew what tickets they were buying, what seats they were buying. And so I got an email the other day with my seat selection. Yeah. And the problem is there's no seat. What? There's no seat. Am I on the floor? Yes, but there's no seat. And I'm scared. Like you're in the standing area? Is mm-hmm. that what that means? Yeah. I'm scared. Swifties scare me. Is that like what people want? Do they want I don't to be know. in this? Like what is ideal? Everyone, I was like looking it's on not Reddit. GA, is it? Because people like crush each other. That's what I'm afraid of. So like basically like I found a map of the stadium and it basically tells you like I've, I don't, the words are in fucking, what do they speak in Switzerland? Swiss? Is that a language? It's German, French, German, Italian. French. Okay, so there's German, a, a few oh, different a okay. It's a mosh posh. It's a mosh posh. I don't know what the word was on the email, like what language it was, but it shows you on the seating, like on the map of the arena, like where exactly I am. And it just didn't have a seat number assigned to it. So I'm just picturing a bunch of Swifties trying to push their way to the front and pickpocketing me while they're doing it. Wow. Uh-huh. What a, what a concept. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't bring anything like of super no. value with you. No, definitely not. But, but my wallet, my I need my ID, my wallet. I think you're gonna be okay. It's gonna be fun. No, I'm so excited. I'm just I'm and just a little mis- nervous. And you have mystery man with you. Yeah. You'll be fine. Oh it's gonna be They great. say it's not like it in the US where they like have seats. Cause I know like the like people on floor at Taylor Swift, like in the US, like they still have a seat. But then I was thinking about it, I was like, so I can't go to the bathroom for four hours? Yeah, no. So I have to wear a diaper? <laughs> That's that's what I'm hearing. Just don't drink any liquid that day. Imagine like how bad of advice that is. <laughs> just, just don't drink anything. <laughs> no, but like I have to wear a diaper. I know. Yeah. I just have so like it. It really is unsettling to me that I don't have a seat. And even I if I think do, that you shouldn't worry about it. It's a year away. 
You're gonna have an amazing time. But do I want to go? Yeah. Still? Yeah. I don't know. She just released new U.S. dates, and I'm like, oh, you couldn't have done that. Like, no, because you're going for the whole experience. You're not just going for the concert. Like, you're going <sighs> to Switzerland. We might go to Italy. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Life is for living, baby. Oh, I just want to see. I'm getting old. Like I said, we're aging. Yeah. <laughs> Heartburn means I need to see. Heartburn and wisdom. You Heartburn. know. Oh, whatever. It's okay. Good things. Good things. Good things. Good things. Speaking of good things, oh. I have to congratulate my good friend Dave. Yeah. For buying back 100% of Barstool Sports. Your good friend Dave. He is now the sole owner of Barstool Sports. For those of did you, did he really buy it? I'm just like very confused. Didn't they just sell it? They did. He also doesn't have that much money to buy it back. What do you mean they sold? So basically, they sold it for like 600 million dollars. He doesn't have that much money. That's a lot of money. But the the kicker is so. Earlier this year, Penn Entertainment bought Barstool for $551 million, and he allegedly bought it back for a dollar. Reason being is because Penn, they want to do the whole sports book thing. That's basically why they bought Barstool, to do the Barstool sports book. Right. However, they just struck a $2 billion deal with ESPN. So... In the grand scheme of things, you look at Barstool and you look at ESPN, which one's going to be more successful? I'm going to go ESPN. Yeah. I'm going to, I think, I think Penn at the end of the day, like they are expecting to lose about $800 million with this deal. But in the grand scheme, like they are making way more money. So it oh, was. So they basically didn't, they can't have the Barstool sports book because exactly. it would be a conflict of interest. Exactly. So they willingly gave it back for a dollar to Dave. That doesn't even make any sense. So he made the money. He gets to keep the money. He, he gets to keep Peter, the money. Do you know anything about this? I feel like this just like isn't adding up. I don't, but it also seems very strange. It, yeah, it doesn't. So in order for- like They didn't have to sell it back to him. They could have sold it to anybody. Yeah, they could have sold, sold it for $600 million to someone else and That's made true. all that money. That's true. They could have sold it to him for- Something. Uh, <laughs> $2. I mean, like, they could have sold it to him for fifty million. Maybe they did it because like Dave has a bunch of stock in it, anyways, and he still does. I don't know. Maybe they did him a good favor. No, there's no way. You I don't, don't just know. give away six hundred million dollars and then be like, "Oh, we decided to gift this to you." Uh, maybe it's because they said that Dave said in the agreement that if he were to ever sell Barstool again, they get fifty percent of the the deal. But he said he's not. Like, that's if he does sell, but he literally said, I'm never selling Barstool again. Hmm. As part of the deal, Penn is selling sports media group Barstool back to founder Dave Portnoy. Portnoy doesn't appear to be paying upfront cash for his company, which is known for its popular podcast, but did agree to certain non-compete agreements and to provide Penn with 50% of gross proceeds in the event of a future sale or monetization event. Interesting. All right. So I guess... Yeah, there's probably like a lot to it, but like more of the story, he got it back. He got it back. Which is kind of cool. And I'm really happy oh, for him. Lots of moving parts. Yeah. It's kind of nice having him. Like, I don't know, even though he was still there and it was still his company, I feel like he didn't feel like it was fully his for a while. So I feel like him having it back like this is going to be good. I mean, he hired Mincy back right away, which he was forced, to, like they were forced to fire because Penn whatever he said some things and now they can say whatever they want, do whatever they want. Like no one has to worry about getting fired. They can literally do whatever they want. Within so. reason. Yeah. 
I don't think there's any reason at Barstool. I literally don't think so. True. But it's a happy day. And speaking of Barstool alumni, Miss Alex Cooper just launched a new talent network called Unwell Network. Yeah, I don't really get, like, you were sending me a lot of this stuff over the past few days. I don't really know what that means, like, an Unwell Network. What is is that? Is it a Facebook group? Is it a... No, I mean, like, it's kind of it? it's kind of like how like Big Night has Big Night Talent and Big Night Media. It's basically oh. just a network where that was a free plug. You're welcome, Big Night. Um, Wait, okay. So it's Unwell Network. So this insinuates Alex Earl's probably going to start a podcast correct. or something. So okay. Basically, it says that this is an... Okay, so Alex and her fiance, Matt Kaplan, they started a... Gen Z media company called Trending. And so this is going to be a new subsidiary of it. And their whole like vision is that they're going to work with creators to create projects and content across a variety of mediums, focusing on genres such as pop culture, beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. So basically they just signed on Alex Earl and this other influencer, Madeline Argy. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, She's like this UK influencer. She has a couple million followers. Um, successful like Alex Earl but basically like they are going to take these creators under their wing and just teach them and help them create content and obviously I'm sure Unwell Network gets a percentage of whatever these girls create that's really cool it's honestly genius of of Alex Cooper because everyone everyone that's not I shouldn't say everyone but like people like Alex Earl they look up to Alex Cooper like to be able to work for Alex Cooper yeah. is like an honor and a privilege. Yes, and it's also a way for Alex Cooper to full to further monetize herself in a way where like eventually if she wanted to you know not step away, I think she's probably always going to have a podcast, but it doesn't always have to be contingent upon right. her and her having the good episodes and all the stuff. It's like she can start to like have another her source of income. Book of business like work for her. Like Exactly. It, it'll it'll be other people kind of putting in that work. So exactly. Makes sense. And That's so really smart. It is I like super was wondering because when Alex Earl and Tyler um, broke up, whenever that was like eight months ago now, mm-hmm. she was like, you know, she went on that live and that's when she first took off and she was like, I will only talk about the details if I'm ever invited as a guest on Call Her Daddy. And I couldn't right. for the life of me figure out, I was like, why wouldn't Alex Cooper have her on? Like, it didn't make any sense to me because- Alex Earl was like truly the flavor of the moment. Everyone was talking about her. Like she had all this crazy hype. And I'm like, I feel like that's something Alex Cooper, like knowing her would want to capitalize on. And it was always so eerily quiet. There was never any buzz about them like getting together. And then boom, this drops. So like, I just feel like it's really, really smart. It is super smart. And they will have the help of Moria Mongeli. Mongeli. She is... Uh, Studio 71 executive. She's basically going to run this whole thing. She's going to sign the influencers, develop, launch, distribute, monetize, and market all the podcasts. I don't know if this is going to be just a podcast network. It's kind of unclear. Um, Or if it's just like a way for creators to create projects because i mean podcasting is not the only project right. they like can if it's do. gonna like be involved in like tiktok youtube blogging, tiktok like, uh, okay. like yeah. what like i have no idea i mean we don't know yet i find it i'm not being a hater i'm really not i wish nothing but the be- best for alex Earl, but i have a hard time believing that she's going to be a podcaster like i can't picture her having a podcast i really can't 
I mean, I guess a lot of her get ready get ready with me is are her just like talking to the camera and like updating people on her life. I could see her having a very chill podcast where it's like she has her friends on. They like tell wild stories. Like I could see it being like a chill vibe. I you know like she's definitely not like Alex Cooper. It's gonna it would be very different. It would be very different, and that's why I don't know if it would thrive because what I've read on Reddit is that a lot of people say like they speculate that. And I don't think this is true, but people have just said this, that Alex's TikToks are sped up. Like they edit them and they make them a teeny bit faster to make her appear more energetic and lively than she actually is. I don't think that's true. I think you can put on a persona on TikTok. It's literally just a few minutes, a few seconds of your life. Like you don't have to always be on a TikTok. That's the beauty of it. But they say like they notice a difference in her personality when she's on TikTok live versus just her TikTok videos. Yeah, that's a good point. I also think podcasting, we've we've talked about this before, though it is truly a skill. It takes time to develop. Mm -hmm. No one's good when they first start. And also like people are so obsessed with Alex Earl. She can do no wrong. I mean, she's hooked up with with a 17 year old and people are still like, Whatever. She didn't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. They will listen to whatever she has to say, even if it's not that good. So good for her. Good, good all around. It is. <laughs> um, okay. Megan Fox wrote a book. She did. Her next role is author, not not a, not a role in a movie. She is wow. an author now, and it is a book of poetry titled "Pretty Boys Are Poisonous." Wow. What a title. So is this like a diss to MGK at this point? Like, I just don't really get what her vibe is. No, they're together. He commented, like, when she posted on Instagram, he he commented. He said, I'm proud of you. Like, so basically her whole thing or her inspiration for creating this book was she said it was written as a result of carrying men's transgressions in her body. AKA she literally said, like, her body aches from carrying the weight of men's sins her entire life. (laughs) So tell me you can't take accountability for your actions without telling me you can't take accountability for your actions. You think? That's what that tells me. Men's sins. Like, oh, it's all about the men's sins. My body aches from carrying the weight of men's sins, men's transgressions. What about your transgressions, Megan? That's what about true. you? It's not all about the men. I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I, you know me, I've always been a Megan Fox fan, not yeah. stan, but fan. I've always liked her. I, didn't like the way that she was treated after Transformers. I'm all for a comeback story. But to be honest, I feel like she is someone who stands on the soapbox and always blames other people for what happened to her and like for why she is the way that she is. And I'm starting to discern more and more the older that I get that people who just like can never take accountability, it's just like it's always something. And I feel like she's always blaming men for everything. I do think pretty boys are poisonous. You're right. You're right. I do. That's true. She said, (laughs) I hope that my words can inspire others to take back their happiness and their identity by using their voice to illuminate what's been buried, but not forgot. Whoa. But not forgotten in the, I can't speak today, but not forgotten in the darkness. I think I'll have to wait and see what exactly her poems are like. I am envisioning it's probably dark. Yeah. And sad. But I think I think she's dark and sad. I mean, she's she's been very open about her body dysmorphia. And like, I think she which is insane. It's so insane that she's been so open about how she's like, I I don't see what people see in me. Like, I don't see like the same things. Like I've struggled body dysmorphia since childhood. Like she is completely stunning. And it's yeah. But like, I feel like it's the people that constantly 
that you see that you think are like the, have the most perfect bodies are always yeah. the ones that are because their bodies are always getting talked about. So right. like it makes sense. But who's talking about them? Everyone. I'm sure that there was like so many. T- I mean, if you hear Madison Beer talking about it all the time. Like people are like, but you have to think: is it men or is it women? Everyone. Everyone. I I don't know. I have no idea. But I just feel bad. I do feel bad for her. I'm. I, it's available for pre-order. I'm curious to see how much it is, but it releases November 7th, which is kind of far away, a couple months away to wait. But I might I might grab a book. Yeah. I might. I'm very curious. I'm not a book reader, as you guys know, but I feel like poems are short and sweet. That's yeah. what I like. No, for sure. I think. I mean, I'm definitely going to take a hard pass, but. <gasps> Why? Because I don't want to be sad and like sitting there like feeling bad for myself. and like That's true. No, but maybe, maybe <laughs> it I'm such a bitch. Maybe no, I think that's great for Megan. Good for her. Maybe it'll, it'll motivate you to, what do they say? Fuck the patriarchy. I don't know. Pretty boys are poisonous. Whatever. I think everyone has issues. Um, Lizzo faces sexual harassment allegations by nine former employees, which is crazy. I didn't know this about Lizzo. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Obviously, um, Innocent until proven guilty, yes. but I don't want to silence victims. These are just allegations at this point. I just want to make that clear. Um, but her backup dancers are accusing Lizzo of inappropriate sexual behavior. Um, she's been sued by three of her backup dancers. And since then, six more of her employees have come out and spoken with similar stories, similar complaints. Um, they range from weight shaming to um, a sexually charged environment, failure to pay employees, um, one example is they were in Amsterdam in the red light district and they were forced to attend sex shows, um, which is really sad. Like you never want to be forced to do anything, especially something that, um, what do you want to call it? Like it, it's, it's, makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, it's just like, no one should be able to be in a situation they don't want to be in, but I can see how, you're afraid to lose your job. You have this power authority above you. They're telling you or asking you to do something and you might be afraid to say no. Um, so it's a really sad, sad situation all around. I that hope, is sad. I hope justice gets served. If this is true, it's absolutely disgusting. And I, I wouldn't be able to support Lizzo. But I again, agree with this. We don't I know. Think- you're right. I think at this point it's alleged, but if it is true, then that it's absolutely inexcusable. It's, it's not a, good. I think that like do whatever you want with your life. None of my business. But if you try to force people to partake in like whatever like disturbing activity you want to partake in, I and it and it violates what people want to do and they feel like pressured and forced to yeah. do things. Like that is despicable like and then that's not okay and i do think that like the power dynamics of the world that we live in make things so complicated like you have famous people who have all the money power in the world if you're a backup dancer i'm sure you're like scared of being you know blacklisted exactly from like other people so the industry it'd be really really hard to come forward and speak up so if this does end up being true and valid i completely agree with you i think there's no reason to support lizzo I'm just sick of people in power using their power for evil. 
Yes. It's, it's icky. It's icky. Speaking of people in power, the most powerful woman in the U.S., I would have to say, is Beyonce. You think more than Kim K? Uh, yeah. Maybe, you're right. She probably I is. I do. You, yeah. I do think Beyonce. More than yeah. Taylor Swift? Maybe. Okay, so yeah. Beyonce, we'll go with Beyonce. Because I think Beyonce is in the Illuminati. I don't think Taylor Swift is. I think she's just purely talented. You don't think Taylor Swift is in the Illuminati? I'm gonna, that la, is la, la, the most... La, la, la. Okay. Sure. Ignorance Anyways, go on. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something weird about Beyonce and JC. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I love you. them. Love their music. I think they're great entertainers, but something's All off. I need in this life a sin. It's me and my boyfriend. All something's right, off. On. Yeah. But gotta love her. Um, she's currently on her res- Renaissance tour, and yes. that tour is BYOTS. Bring your own toilet seat. Oh. So it's been now um, made public that. So basically, if you didn't know, every you know, celebrity, artist, performer, you name it, everyone has a rider list. And what that is, is basically just a list of requirements that that person wants when they are, you know, at the arena or whatever. So let's just say like, there's a DJ that's DJing at a nightclub. They have a rider list that they want just yellow M&Ms and they want tequila in their room and they want the room temperature right. it's to like be a crisp 68. Weird ass like requests that they have. Yes. I know like Big Nights talked about that before with like people who come and they have like very specific requests. Yes. And so it's not abnormal to have weird like weird specific things. But this right. is very weird and specific. So basically she has she travels with a complete like package box of just toilet seats. And I think more people should start saying no to these whack ass celebrities. She needs a brand new toilet seat at every show. Like every place that she goes to, they are uninstalling that toilet seat and installing a brand new toilet seat for Queen Bee. Excuse me. It's absurd. No one's allowed to sit on it either. Obviously like whatever toilet she's using, I'm sure is like pristine. And has been cleaned. So she like has, what? It's multiple. Like it's not just one toilet seat that they bring around. I think it's a brand new one. Cause you can see, um, like there's photos of it. It's like a huge black thing. And it literally says Beyonce's toilet seats on the side. Okay. So like there has to be multiple in there. That's sad. It's weird, right? It's weird. People are like, there's oh, whatever. Are, there's, there's like things happening in the world. I'm just like, there's like more to life. Is it is it a heated seat at least? I don't know. Does it have a bidet? Like, what is so special? <sighs> Why is so... she holier than thou that she can't sit on a normal... Like, I'm sure they would sanitize it for her if she asked. But she needs a brand that new toilet seat. That is the definition of letting the fame change you. Right? I've never heard anything quite like that. But then I'm like, okay... I'm so over celebrities. They she, all suck, honestly. She's used to what she's used to. She's dedicating a very long substantial amount of time to touring she's gracing us with her presence so you want it to be comfortable i do get that like you're sometimes i forget that when celebrities are touring like they are physically away from their house their homes yeah for months so if if a toilet seat is what's going to make her comfortable with being on tour then i guess freaking give it to her but i think she's i still am not fully behind it but the more i think about it like even when i spend a week away from my apartment for work I come back and I'm like, I miss my bed. I miss like my shower, yeah. like my water pressure, just the little things. So the I, little things. I can understand being away for months could be a lot. All right. <laughs> well, go off, B. That's fine. <laughs> oh, okay. And then this one's a sad one. 
I found this out last week, but I was like, I'm not ready to talk about it on the podcast because if I do, I will literally cry. But Euphoria's beloved Angus Cloud passed away last week. Um, if you guys didn't see the show, he played Fezco. Um, it was Rue's drug dealer. That I was the Fez. character. I know Fez was literally my favorite character. Um, and he passed away. They aren't really sure... I mean, okay, so people have been speculating that he ended his life, trigger warning, because his father passed away two weeks ago now. and they So just, a week before he passed away, his yes. father passed away, right? And, yep, and they went to Ireland to bury him, and they came home, and that's basically what people have been speculating. But his mom recently came out with a statement, and she said that, I want you to know, she's basically talking to... The fans, I want you to know that although my son was in deep grief about his his father's ult- untimely death from mesothelioma, his last day with, was a joyful one. He was reorganizing his room and placing items around the house with intent to stay a while in the home he loved. He spoke of his intent to help provide for his sisters at college and also help his mom emotionally and financially. Um, so she, she just wants to set the record straight that he did not intend to end his life. Um... It doesn't matter what happened. What matters is that he's gone and it's extremely tragic and people are, I mean, I hate the internet. People were literally mad at um, Zendaya for not responding quick enough on Instagram. And I'm like, let people mourn in peace. That's ridiculous. Why is it that people need to equate posting on Instagram with caring? It's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know. That's so sad. So And his mom said to, um, she was like, we like hugged the night before, like said goodnight, right? And he was oh, like. Oh yeah, let me find that. She said, he did not intend to end his life. When we hugged goodnight, we said how much we loved each other. And he said he would see me in the morning. I don't know if or what he may have put in his body after that. I only know that he put his head on the desk where he was working on art projects, fell asleep and didn't wake up. We may find out that he overdosed accidentally and tragically, but it's abundantly clear that he did not intend to check out of this world. Um, His mother continued noting his struggles were real. He gave and received so much love and support to and from his tribe. He worked in euphoria, becoming a lightning rod for his generation and opened up a conversation about compassion, loyalty, acceptance, and love. Wow. That's so sad. I can't imagine like what the family's going through and like the friends and stuff. It is. And and like I said, like people are m- mad at the Euphoria cast for not making a stupid Instagram post soon enough. Like that doesn't matter. Like what matters is that people are mourning. I'm sure the Euphoria cast is wishing that they had one more day with him to say all the things they want to say. And that's that's what the hardest part about grief is, is that sometimes you don't get to say goodbye and you're robbed of goodbye and people should just leave everyone that's dealing with this alone, quite frankly. Yeah. Stories like this always make me think you just like really don't know how much time you have with people. You know what I mean? Like you just don't know not to be morbid, but like I just, you think about all the times that you get into a fight with someone that you love or you know, you don't text someone being like, love you after you see them. And it's like, you just, you just don't know. Like life is so fleeting. And I think it's so important to 
be present and to prioritize people and to like tell people how you feel about them. Not even because of like, oh, you don't know when people are going to pass away, but I just think in general, like you just, there's no guarantees in life. And I think thoughtfulness and prioritizing the people that you love is just so important. It is. And I like what you said about like, don't assume that people know how you feel. Like they don't know unless you tell them. And I know for some people, like words of affirmation doesn't like, it doesn't come easy for a lot of people. Like they would rather show love in other ways, but it it is important. Like you might not be the best at it, but I think making a mindful effort to just make sure the people, you know, the people that you love know that you're there for them and you care for them and you love them and you're there for them. Like, and sometimes it's not even the big things. It's honestly the little things. things. I was thinking about this the other day. So I think that, I went through life just genuinely feeling like you are what you are. Mm-hmm. And some people are just better at some things, which which is true. But <laughs> I was thinking about my family, my mom, my dad, my sister. And they're all such like thoughtful people in the little ways. Like if they know that I have a big day at work or an important meeting, like they're texting me being like, we're praying for you. We love you. And they'll follow up. Like my mom will text me and be like, how was today? How did it go? My sister will be like, Hey, I remember you said that you were going to do this. Like, how did it go? My dad will call me to check in. Like, that means so much to me. And I think for so many years, I went through life being like, oh, I just like didn't really get that gene. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just not like that. Not to say that I don't care. I feel like that, I guess, kind of came off the wrong way. I care so much. But in my mind, I was always like, well, I love being in person with people. I love being present. I feel like I'm pretty good at like when I'm talking to someone, I'm not on my phone. I'm not like thinking about other things. Like I'm in the moment, I'm present. And I'm always like, well, when I see the person, I'm going to catch up with them. When I see the person, I'm going to ask how that important meeting was and how their day was and stuff. And I'm always like, that's that's like my version of caring. Like that's what I do. When I see people, it's quality time. And I do think that's important. But the more that I've been thinking about it lately, I'm like, no, there is no excuse for not taking time out of your day to think about someone else, like what they're going through. And to reach out to them. Like, yeah. you're so good at that. My friend, I have friends who are so thoughtful. And they'll be like, hey, I remember you telling me that you were, like, you know, stressed earlier this week. Like, how are you feeling now? And I'll see a text like that. And that don't mean so much to me. I'm like, wow, yeah. they really care. And I feel like that's something you're really good at. And I, I I'm like, like, I want to be more like that. I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit, though. Because you texted me on Father's Day. And you're like, I'm thinking of you. Like, yeah. so you're not. I mean, there's always room for improvement, but like, I do think, I think what you said though, about like, you have to make the time. And I feel like we all are guilty of getting so caught up in our every day to day lives that like, we're just trying to get through the day. Like we might not, it might not be at the forefront of our mind, but it's on our mind. Yeah. It might not be the first thing, but it's there, but it, but it takes two seconds to just check in with your friends and just shoot a text, be like, Hey, how are you? That's so true because and I think that it's something where I think it does come probably more natural to some people than it does Absolutely. to others. Yeah. I think of like my friend Caitlin and she is so oh my good God, at she's it. She's so good at it. She's so good at it. Like she wakes up and she's instantly thinking about other people and like, what can I, who can I reach out to? Who had something going on today? Like she's so good at it. And I've always admired her for that. But then I'm like, well, that's just not me. Right. And I'm like, it's almost like people are like, oh, you know, Shannon's forgetful. Shannon, like, you know, doesn't text fast. Like, and it's almost like a joke. And part of me is like, oh, that's like part of my charm. Ha ha ha. Like, but I'm good in person. And it's like, no, 
maybe it doesn't come naturally to me, but it's like a muscle. Like you train it and you get better. And I think lately what I'm trying to do is like spend time in the moment to think like, okay, who in my life like needs to hear from me this week? Like who is going through something? Like who can I reach out to and like try to brighten their day? Who can I just text and say, hey, I don't know if you know this, but like, you know, when you did X, Y, and Z for me last week, like that meant a lot because I think a lot of times I assume this person knows how I feel about them. Like even with you, I'm like, oh, Abby knows how much I love her. Michael knows how much I love, like my family, they know how much I love them. Like I love them so much. They know that. But like, what if they don't? <laughs> like what if there are people in your life that don't know how much you care yeah. and maybe their love language is words of affirmation and maybe like you not reaching out, they just don't know how right. much you care. And then I even think of like, I don't know if you've ever got like this, but do you ever, do you have people in your life that shaped your life in such a major way? And maybe it like, it's someone you haven't even talked to in years, but you're like, wow, that person like did something for me and they probably don't even know. Yeah. I could definitely think of a few people. I think what and like, I, and I definitely don't know if they know. Yeah. It's such an interesting thought. Like I always think like, there are definitely people out there that I don't know. Like there are people out there that I'm sure you've had an impact on and you don't even know. But that's so weird. Cause that's hard for me to believe. <laughs> no like, way. Yeah. I'm like, I, I mean like maybe like my boyfriend. Yeah. But like, other than that, like other than someone that I'm romantically involved with, I'm like, nah, you've had an impact on my life. It's not that deep. Yes, it is. See, that's my mindset, but I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, what do you mean? Like literally we met each other and during the pandemic, which was one of the hardest moments of my life, mm -hmm. we became really close and then we empowered each other and we started this podcast and we got through all this crazy ass trauma. And I know we always joke about like, oh, we were so fun back then and crazy, but Literally. like we grew up together. That's like that's true. huge. That's I so know. important. I feel like it's also, it like can be hard because you don't want to like come off like, like I feel like there are some friendships or like, just some people in your life where it's like you don't say I love you or you're not affectionate and it would be weird for you to be affectionate. So That's you just true. aren't. That's a good point. And it's like hard to break that first barrier. <laughs> like how do you like how do you make the like first unless move? from like day one of your friendship, like yeah, how do you make a move <laughs> on your friend? Like how do I make this not weird, but also let them know I freaking love you, bitch. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, oh. Yeah. But they like, know. I think it's the little things. Like you said, the Father's Day thing. I think yeah. all I texted you was like thinking of you today. Yeah. But I feel like you Short knew, sweet, like simple. you knew that that what you knew what that meant. Yeah. And like you've done so many things like that for me. I don't know. I was just thinking about this because, um, I, again, not to get like morbid, but so I had this teacher in high school, Mr. U Singer, and he was my math teacher, and. I don't know. I just, I think about that year with like such fondness because like all of our friends, we loved Mr. Usinger. He was like such a jokester and he'd always give us a hard time. But like, he was one of those teachers who like, he really cared. Yeah. Like he'd always joke around and be like, oh, like you're a shithead, like whatever. But like deep down, like he really cared. Like he'd spend the extra time after school or during like, you know, study hall. We'd all be huddled around Mr. Usinger and we'd be cracking jokes, but also trying to understand these like equations and geometry and all this shit. And this sounds so weird, but I think I really struggled with feeling like I was going to amount to anything for such a long time in my life. And my parents always were really, really supportive of me, but I always felt like I got 
in my head, I just thought I was really stupid. Like I thought I was like a dumb person. I was like, ugh, like I'm not good at school. I'm not good at math. I'm probably not going to go to a good college. I just always had this idea in my head that like I was dumb. And I think it's because I compared myself to so many other people that were just maybe like naturally smarter or better at studying. And I had such bad, like <laughs> honestly, like ADHD and like, we just couldn't focus. And I just equated that. to like, all right, like I'm just like a dumb person. And I think that Mr. Usinger was the first one to really like recognize in me that he was like, you are a smart person. And I remember Aww. he told me he was like, and again, he was like a jokester. So he wasn't this like super like deep, serious person, but I feel like he kind of like, he saw me and he was like, you are going to be so successful. Like, you're going to go out there and you're going to do something amazing. And at the time I was like, what do you mean? Like I'm taking all the basic classes. I'm not doing anything crazy. I was like pretty naturally good at math, but like I didn't really have anything else. And he was like, you have no idea. Like you're going to be so successful. Like, you just don't even know. And Honestly, it sounds so cheesy, but like the words, those words, like I carried with me for so many years. And like, he was the first one I feel like saw me, like other than like my parents and my friends and people that loved me, but he was the first teacher that was ever like, oh, you're going to go somewhere in life. I felt like I was so used to teachers that were like, oh, like Shannon, she's like a jokester. Or she's funny or she comes into class late every day. Like, eh, like <laughs> whatever. Um, and would like send me to detention and like, he was like, no, no, no. Like I see you. And I feel like I carried that with me. And like that really, really motivated me. Um, honestly, like through the rest of high school and even through college and early on in my career, I'll never forget. I graduated college and I got this job and it was like a really good job. And in my head, I was like, wow, like one day when I become successful in my career, I want to go back to high school. I want to tell Mr. Usinger, like you had such a big impact on my life. Like you didn't even realize like that you did this for me. And I've been meaning to go back and see him for literally two years now. I remember when I got promoted, I was like, I'm going to go back and I want to say thank you to Mr. Usinger. And I just never got around to it. Don't just tell me he died. Kept pushing it off and I kept pushing it off. And around a month ago, no. I got a text from my best friend saying Mr. Usinger unexpectedly passed away. Oh. I think he was like, in his like m maybe mid fifties or like maybe early sixties. Like he was still teaching. He wasn't that old. It was untimely. And like, not to make it selfish, obviously it was very, very sad for like his wife and for his loved ones. And it wasn't about me, but in that moment I was just like, he's never going to know. Like he's never going to know what he did for me and like what a big impact. And he probably doesn't even know, or he probably didn't know. But I was like, Oh, he sees hundreds of students, right? Like every year there's another graduating class. And he probably had he no knows. idea. Right. Maybe he knows. But he I think knows. that's the point. Like if I had just not made excuses and I had just gone back and like told him and been like, you know what? I'm going to leave work early today and like go back and do this thing and let this person know that all of their work and like all those years of teaching, like I'm sure other people told him. So I'm, I'm hoping that, <laughs> that like, obviously it's not all about me, but like, I wish I had done that and I didn't. And now it's too late. So I think it's important. Like it's, you're never too busy there's never a wrong time to like tell people that you care to tell people what they did for you. Like, it's so, so important. I was like, where's the morbid in this story? And then yeah. you brung it. That's yeah. so sad. But I, I truly do believe that he knows. Yeah. Like he's listening. He knows. I, I do believe that. Yeah. 
And I'm sorry that he passed. That's really sad. Thank you. I feel like we're, I'm sorry, guys, the doom and gloom this week is just like, I I didn't mean it. No, I mean, they can't all be uplifting episodes. They can't. And I think it's important to talk about. I think death is hard to talk about. I think these topics are things that we should normalize talking about because I mean, you never want to live life with regrets, but I think we all do to some degree. And I think a lot of our regrets revolve around death and wishing that we did or didn't. Yeah, I agree. So moral of the story, if you're listening to this, text, you know, the friend who you haven't talked to in years that had a huge impact on your life. Reach out to the teacher that believed in you. Text your parents, call your dad, call your mom, like whatever it is. It's important. Okay, well. Well. (laughs) On that note. On that note. Shit. That's all we got for you guys this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next week, guys, I promise we will we will bring something like fun, flirty, and saucy to the table. How about that? Can we make that promise? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cool. We always say that and like next week we're gonna be talking about something super deep. Super deep. Well, baddies, we love you so much. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. You guys changed our life. Yeah. Let let us help. Well, let us you guys changed our life let us help us let us whoa help help us help you help, help us help, help you help us help you let join us our help favorite, you join by our, joining our private join, facebook group join our fa- private facebook group <laughs> meet your new best friend and then oh find gosh. someone to we like that was just a fail it is what it but is but you knew where i was going I TikTok, thought you were having a stroke <laughs> <laughs> tiktok you can find us at drinks, i might be this heartburn man drinks after work on instagram drinks after work underscore oh Killing ooh, it. Ooh, and if you're a girl in the Boston area, join our private Facebook group. Link in our IG bio. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.